Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, which is a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. My name is Nia Lewis. In this podcast, we focus on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern-day contemporary poets. In this week's episode, we will be talking about the Sudanese poet Sophia Elio. Elio was born on December 16, 1990 in Rockville, Maryland. She earned her BA from New York University and her MFA in poetry from the New School. She is currently the Wallace Stagner Fellow at Stanford University. Poetry has always been a familiar presence in Elio's life, as her maternal grandfather is a poet. Her aunt is also a poet as well as a playwright. Because of this, she grew up understanding that poetry was a way for people to express themselves. She began competing in poetry slams in her sophomore or junior year of high school, all the way to her senior year of undergrad. She was the founding member of Slam NYU and a three-time member and former coach of the DC Youth Poetry Slam team. Safia Elio is the author of The January Child, published in 2017, which received the 2016 Stiller Man First Book Prize for African Poets and the 2018 Arab American Book Award. She is also the author of The Life and the Times of Susie Knuckles, published in 2012, and the co-editor of Hala If You Hear Me, which is an anthology for underrepresented Muslim voices. Her work has appeared in the Academy of American Poets Poem A Day series, poetry magazines, Kalalu, and multiple anthologies such as The Breakbeat Poets, New American Poetry, and The Age of Hip Hop, published in 2015, Women of Resistance, Poems for the New Feminism, published in 2018. In 2018, she was awarded the Ruth Lilly and the Dorothy Sargent Rosenberg Poetry Fellowship from the Poetry Foundation. Elio has performed at venues such as TED Times New York, the New Amsterdam Theatre on Broadway, the television series Verses in Flow, and more. Her work primarily focuses on the themes identity and home, as she is always exploring the nuances between belonging and exile. These themes can be seen in her book The January Child as she recalls the emotion of feeling out of place being the main engine behind the book. In the book, she grapples with the conflict of not feeling American enough, not Sudanese enough, not feeling Arab enough, not black enough, and writing her book helped her articulate those feelings. By writing about those topics, she took power away from letting those emotions control her. She states, I believe that naming is a claiming act, that in giving something a name or choosing the words through, we can continue to identify this thing. It becomes ours. That process of reclamation is really important to our own personal narratives and a part of how we envision ourselves. This is why writing is such a powerful tool. It really allows us to reflect on our experiences and reshape the way we choose to remember them or how we want to see ourselves. And Elio definitely teaches us the power of that. In terms of her writing process, Elio is typically already tinkering with an idea or a concept by the time she gets to the page. She then approaches it slowly line by line until the idea becomes to find themselves pointing towards a certain direction. Sometimes writing almost feels spiritual for her, as if she's being guided by some unknown power. Regardless, she tries to implement writing into a consistent practice rather than it being a sporadic event that happens whenever she feels inspired to take hold. And I think that that can be a really good habit to practice since writing is like muscle. It's important to work at it even when you aren't feeling inspired. And 
Doing so will really help you strengthen those storytelling muscles and enhance your skills as a writer. One thing Elio likes to do to help her grow is to practice writing in different forms. She likes experimenting with sonnets, gazals, and more, and it really pushes her to step out of her comfort zone. Since she uses her subject or obsession as the North Star in her current poems or larger body of work, finishing those pieces can sometimes make her feel adrift. But when she tries out new types of form, doing so really helps her regain focus and getting her agency back. I think that this also works as a great exercise if you find yourself falling into the same style of writing, as playing with structure can really help you discover new ways to approach a poem. Elio also believes how a poem sounds can be an important element to the craft, which makes sense considering she spent a lot of time in her early career competing in slam. She stopped doing slam poetry after realizing it didn't give her the space and time to write poems she actually wanted to write, but she doesn't discredit its role in making her a poet. Now Elio is used to always thinking about the aspects of her poem, saying that A poem I've written down doesn't feel like a poem of mine until I've heard it aloud in my voice. Aside from understanding rhythm, from reading her poems aloud, Elio does this because it really helps her catch the clumsiness, phrased words, or lines she may have not picked up otherwise. For today's episode, I will be reading her poem that will be featured in our Get Lit anthology, Ode to Gossips. This poem was published in Poetry Magazine in 2018, and I highly recommend that you read this poem after the podcast because you can tell that Elio is very intentional with the way that she uses spaces when you're looking at how the poem appears on a page. Playing with spaces and utilizing the elements of silence is a focus she's longing to explore in her craft as... She wants to make sure that there is air in her words. She likes the idea of her readers being able to rest between the ideas, giving them the time to hesitate and explore the language before moving on to the next thought. In this poem in particular, she separates her phases with different lengths of silence and implements brackets at the end to further convey meaning. So I definitely recommend checking out this poem after the episode. So here's Ode to Gossips by Sophia Elio. I was mothered by lonely women, some of them wives, some of them with plumes of smoke for husbands, all lonely, smelling of onions and milk, all mothers, some of them to children, some of them to old names, phantom girls acting out a life, only half a life away. Instead. Copper kitchenware, bangles pushed up the arm. Fingernails rusted with henna. Kneading raw meat with salt with coriander. Sweating upper lip in the steam. Weak tea. Hair unwound against the nape. My deities, each one sandal slapping against stone heel. Sandalwood and oud. Bright chiffon spun about each head. Coffee in the dowry china. Butter biscuits on a painted plate. Crumbs suspended in eggshell demitas. And they begin. I saw it with my own eyes. Daughter, a scandal. She was wearing and not wearing. Can you imagine? A shame, a shame. 
I love this poem, but you guys definitely have to see this poem on paper to look at the spacing that she does. At the part where she says, they begin, I heard, people are saying, she leaves it blank, almost for you to kind of come up with the ideas of what, you know, her family members are talking about. I love this poem because I think many times, you know, when you're having family get-togethers, it's always the aunties mostly who are gossiping about somebody else and judging women. And I feel like we have too many people in our family where women put men on this high pedestal and like women are just like downgraded and have to be this certain way and she really shows that in this poem and especially with the ending thank you guys so much for tuning in with us on Sophia elio make sure that you share this podcast with your friends and family members and i'll see y'all next week get lit minute is a production of get lit words ignite this podcast is produced by Samuel Curtis, executive produced by Diane Luby Lane, and engineered by Peter Davis. This episode was researched, written, and edited by me, Nia Lewis, alongside Bridget Yang. Lucas Lane is our digital editor, and our editorial advisors are Kelly Grace Thomas and Colleen Hamilton. Special thanks to the entire GetLit staff and donors who made this work possible, the teachers who use this podcast to educate their students, and to all students of life everywhere for tuning in and spending time with us today. If you want to hear more of our episodes, this podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts and on our website, getlit.org. That is G-E-T-L-I-T dot O-R-G.